It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. One of the biggest storylines over the weekend is what happened with the Kansas City Chiefs and the Chicago Bears. But more importantly, what happened in the suites during that game. Let's bring in some help with that conversation. WGN sports anchor Jarrett Payton joining us. Also, of course, the son of NFL legend Walter Payton. And Jarrett, thanks so much for your time. So you kind of tweeted this. You were the guy. You got the video. You got the video that has been circulating all over the Internet of Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey walking out of the stadium after the game and it set the internet on fire, but you kind of tweeted it into an existence before you were able to get that video. You said you're going to find her and you were the one you found her. Yeah, I was, you know, we were blessed my family to be able to interact with Eric Stone street, the actor. And he invited us this past Super Bowl to his, his, in his box to be able to watch the bears and chiefs game. And we're like, dude, let's, we're going to make this happen. Like we got to make it happen. So we're already having an amazing time. But after the game, I had to work. So I went down to the field to do a one-on-one with one of my co-hosts of my show, GN Sports here in Chicago. And when I got done, I'm like, all right, I'm out of here. And my car was waiting for me. So I had two ways to walk out, either walk out the tunnel or go back the way that I came to go up the elevator. And so I was like, I'm just going to go the way that I know. And as I started walking towards the Chiefs locker room, the head of security comes around the corner and he's like, where are you going? I'm like, um, I'm going to my car, uh, the next level. He goes, stay right here. Don't move. So I'm like, all right. And next thing you know, I started seeing people walk by and I'm kind of behind some boxes that are stacked up and I could hear their, her voice. And I saw someone that was with her inside of the box of Kelsey's box. And so I pulled my phone out and two seconds later, she, her, her and Kelsey walked around the corner and I'm like are you kidding me and I got it on video and it's only five seconds but the fact is the security guard turned around and told me that I needed to delete the video and almost put his hand over the phone and I told him I'm like yeah I deleted it and he kept walking and by the time everybody there was like nine people standing around they're like did you get that and I said yeah I got it they go did you delete it I said no, this is going on the internet right now. So when I walked out of Arrowhead, I knew what I was sitting on, and I knew that it was going to be something big, not 15 million views later. I did not know that. Uh, doing the Lord's work there for us all uh, at Arrowhead. Jarrett Payton, WGN <laughs> Sports Anchor, joining us here. So why, I know you and I are normally used to breaking down sports, okay? I'm sure you haven't ever probably broken down body language between a maybe couple, but go ahead and try for me. In those five seconds, oh, what were Amber, you, what were you, were Amber, you picking up what they were putting down? I'm telling you right now, I'm, I've been saying this all day, is there's, there's something there. I mean, you could tell. The way that Taylor came around the corner was smiling, said hi to me, um, she was having a great time. And I, for me, I can only imagine living with a, a famous father who at the time when he was playing was bigger than life. And it's hard to go places with, when, you know, with your dad, because he's, he, everybody wants to stop him for her. It's on a whole nother level. And so to see her enjoying herself in the suite and then come around the corner with that smile on her face, 
I wish nothing but the best for both of them because I hope they get an opportunity to really try this thing out and give it a go because she's never dated a athlete before. It's always actors and singers. So to me, this, this is something new. And I think for, for Travis, it's not the normal girl that he dates either. So sometimes opposites attract and I'm hoping that there's something there and I'm hoping that I'm the first one to show them as a couple together uh, and hopefully there's wedding bells down the line. That actually would be cool. But they look like they really are into each other. And to me, that's super cool. Maybe it will be your video that is shown one day at their wedding. <laughs> that first snapshot of them together. WGN Sports anchor Jarrett Payton joining us, of course, also the son of NFL legend Walter Payton. So, all right, let's talk about this game, right? I guess we might as well talk okay. about some football here. Let's start with the drama surrounding the Chicago Bears There has been a lot made over the last week about Justin Fields, about his comments. He kind of blamed his coaches. He walked it back. What have you made about the tension that has seemingly existed between the quarterback and the coaching staff? Well, I know one thing. The tension's high just because 13 losses in a row is never going to bring up the morale inside of of the locker room, but also, you know, starting the season off and how tough it's been, especially for Justin. I knew that what happened last week, all the stuff that kind of compiled that for him to speak his mind, he needed to get some stuff off of his chest and he doesn't seem like himself. And he said that he's like, I'm not me. Like I'm not the person that I'm accustomed to, to being on the football field. And so they, to me, it doesn't make sense. I, I really have a hard time with it because if you're going to get the best out of him and the most out of him, then you need to tailor your your offense more around him. I'm not a big fan of, of the scheme. I don't think it suits him. And anytime that you're seeing him sit back in the pocket throwing all day long, it's just it's not it's it's just not him. And I understand that you can't win a Super Bowl like it's not for long term purposes having a, a running quarterback that maybe can't get it in the pocket right now, you're not going to be able to sustain that long-term. But you know, use him right now to what he does best. And guess what? After this season, then you can reevaluate and figure out what you want to do or what direction you want to go at the quarterback position if he's not your guy. Right now, to me, it seems like they're doing him a disservice of what, he's, what his abilities are, but also as well offensively. DJ Moore is awesome. He needs to get the ball more. But this offensive line, has it's not there either, and they haven't figured that out. And with the injuries on the offensive line, we're really starting to see how tough it is for Justin even to feel comfortable in the pocket when he's there. And so it was a beatdown. But I think for, for Bears fans, they got a chance to see, and I know I got a chance to see, that an organization that has championship aspirations and that have been there before that's done it, that's the Kansas City Chiefs. And when you look at the Bears and how they performed on Sunday, they have a long way to go to be even to be in that conversation of of uh, one of the great teams in the NFL. And I think that's the hard part for Bears fans. They were so optimistic coming into the season that they filled holes, but there's still a lot more holes to fill. Jarrett Payton joining us here on Amber and Ian. So yes, optimism coming into this season. What seems strange, and you've covered this team much more closely than me since you're in Chicago, but what has seemed strange to me is that if you didn't feel like Justin Fields is your guy and you weren't going to tailor your, your tailor your system to Justin Fields, then why the heck would you have traded away the number one pick? Like, and That looks like from the outside looking in, Jarrett, that they were all in on Fields. And then what I'm actually seeing play out on the field makes me feel like Eberflu 
loose and polls are not in some way all in on this guy. Yeah, it's, it's, it is weird. That's kind of how it seems. And it's hard because if you're going to kind of go out this season and say, listen, and look how it, his, the end of the season last year, once that mini buy happened and they really started to tailor that offense around him a little bit more, getting him outside the pocket, using his legs, then you started to see his numbers and where he would, he stacked up with the other quarterbacks in the NFL. The passing yards might not have been there, but they were more efficient on offense when he is doing his thing and when he's at his best. It doesn't make sense. I don't get sometimes the scheme that Luke Getze is calling, so I'm, I'm not a fan of it. I just don't know how you change that even right now in the season like of trying to figure it out. I think they want to see if he can be a pocket passer. When we know as of right now, it's really hard for him to even break down what's going on or to feel comfortable in the pocket to be able to do that. Where That's why that, that conversation that he had with the media where he got stuff off his chest, I think it helped him a little bit going into Sunday's game against KC. But I think he's still stressing a little bit because – what he's seeing and what he think he knows he can be, I don't. I don't think this offense is helping him get to that point, and I think that's what's making him so frustrating. I think that's what's so frustrating for Bears fan. But Getsy and Fields, they hugged Jarrett. Wasn't that? Yeah, well, wasn't that the signal uh, to all hey, of us that everything's fine? Listen, listen. I listen, I saw I saw Travis Kelsey and uh and Taylor Swift walking by. They that looked like love too. We're gonna have to wait and see. <laughs> but I think the the issue is is that. Justin knows he can play better than he's playing now. He he does he has some he has some fault in all this as well. But I just don't know if this offensive scheme is doing justice for him. And I, honestly, when you look at Kansas City, it really opens up your eyes too as a fan on the outside looking in that you don't have enough horses. Not yet. Not to be able to be in that conversation to play against the best in the NFL. And to me, it's not just about getting to the playoffs. Like everybody, if you're playing in the NFL, the goal is to win a championship. And if you're not anywhere close, what are you doing it for? And so that's what's so aggravating to me. And I think frustrating for, for me to watch this is that the Bears have to find a way to get better. And I've said this here in Chicago, we want the founding franchise, we, we should always be in the conversation of being in the playoffs and in the hunt for a championship. And right now we're not close. Yeah, the NFL is certainly better when the Chicago Bears are better. WGN sports anchor Jarrett Payton joining us here on Amber and Ian. So this season, they're not close to a championship, as you said. Doesn't seem like they're going to be. I'm not even sure the postseason is up for discussion. What should the expectation be moving forward for the Bears at this point, this season? I really think it's going to really come on the back end of this this season. I think we're... I think we will see growth. I think it's going to take time. I think we all as Bears fans here in Chicago thought that it was going to be be a little bit quicker that we would see the results. But I think it's going to take some time. We're going to keep having some 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 rough patches here and there. But I think by the end of the season, I think we'll see Justin improve. I think we'll see this offense improve and, and hopefully defensively as well. Because, Henry, think about it. In the offseason, that's where they spent most of their money was on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, you, you you lucked out and got a chance to be able to get DJ Moore, but defense is where the money was spent. And so hopefully that this defense can take another jump as well. They don't have guys to get after the quarterback. They have one sack right now, which Yannick Ngakwe got on a basically almost a coverage sack. 
uh, two takeaways this past season, this past game, but they got to get better at getting after these quarterbacks. And you and I both know if you can't find a pass rush or dominate on both sides of the line of scrimmage, you're not going to win a lot of games. And, and as of right now, that's one of the hardest parts. And we saw that on Sunday as the Bears had a tough time getting after Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, you mentioned it, uh, that DJ Moore needs to be more involved 41 yards in this game. We made this big deal about how Justin Fields was getting extra help out there. Hasn't panned out that way. Sports anchor for WGN, Jarrett Payton, also, of course, the son of NFL legend Walter Payton. Thanks so much, Jarrett. Appreciate you. Thank you for having me. Amber and Ian is presented by Progressive Insurance. You can hit us up on the Dr. Pepper call-in line, 888-SAY-ESPN, if you want to join the conversation, 888-729-3776. Coming up next here on Amber and Ian, last week we had the Dolphins and the Cowboys in the Super Bowl, but what a difference a week makes. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Prescott looking, now he's throwing in the end zone, it's intercepted. Kazir White intercepted it on a pass to the post and takes a knee for a touchback. Obviously we're disappointed, but this is part of the journey, part of the humbling component of the National Football League. The things that you learn over the first few weeks of the season and every week in the NFL brings a different story and a different moment of clarity. And we have certainly gotten... Some moments of clarity around the National Football League. Amber and Ian is presented to you by Progressive Insurance. Find him at Ian Fitz ESPN. You can find me as well at Amber W Sports. Now, is the moment of clarity this week for the Dallas Cowboys or the last couple weeks for the Dallas Cowboys? Because this is a tale of two very different Dallas Cowboys teams. The Cowboys lost this week to the Arizona Cardinals. We saw the Cowboys look like the most dominant team in the NFL through the first two weeks of the season. That's why the season's not two weeks long, though. The season's 17 weeks long. So we have to be a little bit patient to fully evaluate this team. However, Ian, patience not something that we do well in the sports community. And so we're going to overreact every week and people are overreacting to this loss now. And now they're assuming that Dallas was overrated and that it's going to be the same old Cowboys. Well, Dallas pressured Josh Dobbs on 30, 33% of his dropbacks compared to around 55% of the first two weeks. So that's number one. Two, Kazir White, Sealed yesterday's win with that da- with that fourth quarter INT off Dak Prescott, which is an awful throw by Dak. I mean, it was. And, and White had a hell of a day. I mean, how many tackles did he end up with? 14? 15? 14. 
14 tackles and a pick. And some teams, Amber, just have another team's number. And, I, and why the Arizona Cardinals have Dallas's? Maybe it's Emmett Smith ended up a, an Arizona Cardinal after breaking the all-time NFL rushing record as a Dallas Cowboy, and the football gods just don't like it. I don't know. I have no idea. But Dallas is two for their last nine. Two and nine in the last 11 games against the Cardinals. Two and nine. That's crazy. And I know Dallas was without without three offensive linemen yesterday, including Zach Martin. I get it. I understand that. But, man, there are sometimes you, you just don't have an explanation, and sometimes another team just has it and you don't. And I'm not going to overreact to Diggs being out for the year, which is huge, by the way, because he's a mm-hmm. shut down, locked down half the field corner. And three offensive linemen being out, one of which, obviously, Zach Martin will be back. But the world wants to you know, go, hey, Dallas overrated in the first two weeks. I'm going to give a remarkable amount of kudos to Arizona because Josh Dobbs came in like yesterday. <laughs> and, and they've been in damn near every game they've played. And whomever was saying Arizona is intending to tank, right? Well, maybe that's ownership wanting that to happen. But guys put – film don't lie, Amber. And these are pro athletes, and they want to put good film out there. And these guys are fighting their tails off. And I'm going to give full credit to Arizona for coming in, fighting, and finding a way to scratch and claw their way to a win. It reminds me of being in Miami down there on local during the tank for Tua years there under Brian Flores for the Dolphins. And everybody was saying that the Dolphins are tanking. You had people on national. You had Dominique Foxworth talking about how the Miami Dolphins are doing something dangerous and should be investigated because of the team that they're putting out there on the field and the line that they were putting out there in front of Tua. And then it turned out that the Dolphins weren't tanking or clearly weren't good at tanking if they were intending to tank. There was the allegations there from Flores. We know about the lawsuit against the owner, Stephen Ross, but they clearly weren't tanking successfully if that was ever the intention. And maybe it was only ever the intention, allegedly, of the owner because the guys on the field aren't tanking. And we kept saying on local these people on national talking about this aren't watching these games. Because if Film you were watching lie. the games, even yeah. with the losses, it was very obvious that the players were playing. That nobody was trying to tank actually executing the offense and the defense on that field. That's what I feel like I'm seeing with the Cardinals as well. Because the record's one and two. They've got a couple losses. Shoot, sure, they have a losing record, which we all expected. But man, did they did they play hard in those Every first... Game. Yeah, every single game. And then they get the win here over Dallas. And you're right. There's just those weird things, too, in the NFL. Like the Jags and Texans are part of that conversation, where the Texans, for some reason, often have the Jags number. It makes no sense why these things exist. It makes no sense with the Cowboys and the Cardinals. You're talking about entirely different coaching staffs for the Cardinals, right? Different person. It makes no sense, but it just seems to exist sometimes amongst these franchises. And the one thing I didn't like from Dallas is and uh, this is a clip and then we'll give full context but even Dak Prescott quarterback of the Cowboys who I covered at Mississippi State I live in Dallas I know him I was very surprised to hear this y'all put us on top of the world um we knew we know who we are um and, and in that same sense I'm sure the media got, got what they wanted okay and then he went on to talk about how this team's gonna rally and, and we, we, you know there was a lot of context after that but that was a newsy clip. I mean, you know, Dak went on to say, you know, 
Um, you know, as, as to pick it up, I'm sure the media got what it wanted for us. There hadn't been but one undefeated team, and it stinks. It's humbling, but to say it's a wake up call. We knew we had a lot of adversity, and we just didn't get it done. It just goes back to myself, the offense, and the red zone. We have to get better there, and we win this game. But we've got to fix it, period. You right. said all the right stuff on the back end, took the shot at the media, though, right. on the front end. On the front end, I was very surprised that Dak, of all people, did that. Everything, if you go full context, it's just right? It's move now. It's the right, he said all the right things. But on the front end, I was very surprised to hear just that seven-second snip from Dak at the media. You're better I, than that. I'm immune to the, the shot at the media now. I mean, it's just everybody does it. At, like every single person does it. Every single athlete does it. It just is what it is, right? It's just, it's like the move these days. So you don't play well. Dak threw an interception, an ugly interception in this one. He was 25 of 40. He looked very different in this game than he looked in the first couple games where he was efficient. He protected the football. He looked spectacular in the first couple games. So he was coming off of this loss. He was frustrated. And he was saying things out of frustration. And when you're frustrated, you take a shot at the media. It's what you do. Coming up next here on Amber and Ian, we will tell you what we are, are and are not surprised about. That's next. ESPN Radio is on the ESPN app. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Ah, uh, whole new context to this song now. Although I think she might love the players too, you know? <laughs> At least one of them. And the game. Maybe she loves it all. This Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey just taking the world by storm over the weekend. Right, how much she are you showed up at this? Arrowhead. How, how much are you buying into this? As we I, you know, quick, quick, uh, quick update: Monday Night Football Eagles are beating the hell out of uh, you know Tampa, twenty-two to three, end of the third, and the Rams are in a pillow fight right now with the Bengals, six to three, with about two and a half to go before the half. There you go. I mean, it's not now, outlandish. That these two people would be attracted to one another. Like, that is certainly not outlandish at all. And that they may have an interest in one another. So I guess I can buy it from that component. I do think they're being a little public about it. And that feels a little contrived. Thank you. All right. So Travis Kelsey is going to be the big winner here, though. And I hope hope Taylor realizes that. Stop doubting their love. Well, Taylor's going to write the song about him in the end, right? Like, he's going to break the heart or whatever is going to happen between these two, even if she breaks his heart. He's going to get a song written about him. But the upside for Travis, that's the downside. The upside for Travis is that he's going to be catapulted into a new 
sphere of fame that he has not yet experienced. Jersey sales are up 400%. 400%. James is not kidding. They are up 400%. This man is going to get so much richer than he already is by just Look, He's already out. doing a, a boatload of commercials and everything else. Here's where my BS radar goes up. She's in the suite with mom. Right after the whole hubbub of him putting it out there, you know, I tried to get her digits at the concert. Then he goes on, you know, the the podcast, which is hilarious with his brother Jason, who is right now beating the hell out of, out of the Bucks, and I've got the Bucks plus six, so that's a loser. <laughs> uh, I'm looking for the under here to break even tonight and go to fifteen and nine on the year, um, hopefully. But anyway, the, the this whole thing just kind of. It doesn't smell right. Like him wearing, I, 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 I got home this afternoon. Flight was delayed coming home from Newark after Pat's Jets. And so I had just a moment to consult my teenage daughter, who's 17, who knows more about any of this than I would ever, right? Because last week we were talking about it, and they went, Dad, it's fake. Okay, it's fake. Well, now it's real. She shows up in the suite with Mom. And then... The clip of them leaving, I'm like, oh, wait, wait a minute. Okay, this may be something that's legit. You just talked to Jared Payton about that very thing, who had the clip, you know, and, and, and video them leaving the stadium. Rowan goes, well, Dad, you know, that, that suit he was wearing is kind of an homage to her 1989 album. I didn't even know that was an album. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not a, a Swifty or whatever they're called, right? And I went, oh, really? And that's where I went, okay, hang on a second. This could this this could be a remarkable PR stunt, maybe not by him, but by her. Why? Why would she need? Um, she I'm gonna explain need a PR that stunt because because She's on top now of the you got right now. now you got some you know just knuckle dragging, just full on football fans like myself who don't listen to her music who might go sample her music now. It's a whole different. She's I look, like the biggest star in the world. On it. I she get has it. the most successful tour that's ever existed. Her and Beyonce her star has never been brighter. I, I get it than it I, is right now. I'm just something that didn't smell right. Right in the suite with mom, the exit out, and then him wearing the suit. I mean, it just all I'm saying is it feels like a lot of PR now. Maybe it's a match made in heaven. I have no idea. I have no clue. All I know is that it was a bigger story. Travis Kelsey having Taylor Swift in his suite with Mama Kelsey. That was a bigger story in an NFL Sunday than the Miami Dolphins hanging a 70 burger with fresh, forget even jalapenoed. I mean, I'm talking like pickled jalapenos. Fresh jalapenos with apple smoked bacon, smoked cheddar, onions, tomatoes, lettuce, chipotle mayonnaise, all of it on them. Denver Broncos, a 70 spot was an afterthought compared to Taylor, Taylor Swift, Swift being in Travis Kelsey's box. Let that sink in. But that's how famous she is. And so it's Travis, I think, that and stands a to benefit Super Bowl from champion, a- right? Right. Well, yeah, it, but it's Travis, I think, who stands to benefit, really, from this relationship, from a fame perspective more. Well, we're calling because, it man, a relationship it's now? It's, Hold well, on a I don't Whatever this is, a situationship between these two. Here's the deal. <laughs> they're both hot. They're both rich. They're both successful. And they're both famous. They were both born in 1989, by the way. Uh, it could be a match made in heaven. 
I believe it. I believe in this. I wish you kids well. Amber and Ian is presented I by Progressive you Insurance. Well. You can hit us up on the Dr. Pepper call in line, triple eight, say ESPN. Let's find out why, when, and what, and if we're surprised. All right. So, would you, Amber, would you be surprised if the Dolphins set the NFL single season scoring record this season? The scoring record, like in a sing, like in a single game, that the seventy three, the NFL, the NFL or for the overall season, what is the scoring record? record? What is the single season scoring record? Six hundred and six points set by Peyton Manning and the twenty thirteen Broncos. Oh, that's not that long ago. Is that really before they set that? The I think single it was the Minnesota Vikings, season right? scoring record with that Broncos Brian team with Peyton Manning with a broken neck. No, that no, was, no, no, that was before his MVP. that. He was like 54 or 55 oh, touchdowns. Okay. That was the, the first snap safety Super Bowl team. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, before that, I think it was Brian Billick as the OC of the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah. I, I, the Dolphins I, th- are on answer- pace right now, and they're on pace for 737 points. The yeah, so are. they're on pace to do it. Uh, I, I, will, I will remain surprised as a Dolphins fan if they break any records at all. So, yes, I would be surprised. Uh, I'm surprised that they look as good as they look. It's just, it's one of those franchises. We can't have nice things. And we have like really, really, really nice things right now. Ian, it makes me nervous. <laughs> you, in other words, you're expecting an injury to Tua. Kind of like Jets fans, right? Kind of like Jets fans. I mean, Jets, yeah, Jets fans and Dolphins fans, not so different, by the way. I get it. A woman actually told me, I would rather have you remove my toenails with a <laughs> with pliers watch the rest of this game that happened in between the third and fourth quarters to answer your question james i yes i would be surprised all right ian would you be surprised if the indianapolis colts are the best team in the afc south yes amber oh my god i i would i be surprised if yes i will say yes i'll be surprised because also the injury to AR and the fact that they still look good now with a backup quarterback and they look good with a rookie quarterback. It's all very surprising. It's even been surprising to see how good Anthony Richardson has looked, frankly, in the NFL thus far. So yes, yes, I will be surprised if this keeps up. Yeah. Remember Baltimore was without like what? Seven starters. That's hard to overcome in a 53, Well, you're only active with 45. So, but God they're two and one. They're sitting at the top of that division, though. I mean, it's been something. All right, Amber, would you be surprised if the Chicago Bears are the ones to draft Caleb Williams in next year's draft? Uh, I, I will say that no, I wouldn't be that surprised. I would not be that surprised if the Bears end up punting on Justin Fields, and I would not be that surprised if the Bears find themselves at the top of next year's draft now. I agree with her. Um and here's the kicker about Justin Fields. I mean, he wasn't drafted by this particular group, especially mm-hmm. the, the the GM, and they always want their head coach and their quarterback. And if they do punt on Justin Fields, I think somebody is going to get one hell of a talent because I am a believer in Justin Fields. He just right now is lacking confidence a ton. And D.J. Moore, I mean, look, he he put a ball in D.J.'s hands at the right boundary when it was a 10-point a, a, a game, whatever the hell it was. Catch the football. You're not helping your quarterback in his confidence. So, But to answer your question, no, I wouldn't be surprised. And if they do punt on Justin Fields, somebody's getting a remarkable, remarkable talent. Ian, would you be surprised if Will Levis is the Tennessee Titans' starting cornerback by November? 
Oh man, I look. Mike Vrabel's my guy. This hurts, man. I mean, I've known that dude over twenty years. Um, but I'll tell you this about Vrabel: he does, he will do whatever it takes to win games, and he does not play favorites. And I know he likes Ryan Tannehill, but it's all about winning games. And he's from that Bill. Be- Hell, he got traded by Bill Belichick to the Kansas City Chiefs, right? So he understands it's a cutthroat business more than anybody. And he was a captain of the Patriots. When he when he got traded, so will will Vrabel do whatever it takes to win games for the other fifty three? Yeah, he'll. I mean, I'll, so to answer your question, no, I would not be surprised if that's what Mike Vrabel believes is best for the other guys in that room, the other fifty two plus the practice squad, the coaches, the trainers, and everybody else in that organization. Uh, it didn't look good against a very, very, very good Browns defense this past weekend. I wouldn't be surprised because of the contract perspective from Ryan Tannehill and because he's 35 years old. But Ryan Tannehill has had a remarkable career in the NFL. He's been in this thing for over a decade. Every time somebody counts him out, every time a team tries to bench him, he claws his way back in and he fights his way back in. Frankly, I think he did it last year with the Tennessee Titans. Then they go and draft another quarterback to try to replace him because the first guy they drafted to try to replace Tannehill couldn't beat out Tannehill. And that's after Tannehill also started there as a backup years ago and also won his way back in after being the starter for six or seven years in Miami. This Ryan Tannehill, whenever you count him out, he proves you wrong. So I'm nervous saying that I wouldn't be surprised, but based on the fact that he is now 35 years old, because he has been a starting quarterback for over a decade at this point, I wouldn't be that surprised. His contract is movable. They can come off of it finally. Amber, would you be surprised if the Chiefs defense was a top five unit in the NFL? A top five unit? Are you playing some like mind games with me here? Where you're like, I thought you were like, you're going like positive like, would I be surprised if the Chiefs are good, essentially, is, is what you're saying on both sides of the I feel ball. Like, I feel like we talk about their offense a lot. We do talk the about their offense a lot. Defense is always the thing that might make them not win as much as they should. Although, a key and piece year, that was in a contract dispute that was a big problem for the Chiefs' defense. They worked it out. And now you've got Taylor Swift on your side. So, I'll never say that I would be surprised with Andy Reid's team on either side of the ball. I wouldn't be surprised, no. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but I wouldn't be surprised. Look, when it comes to Andy Reid and that squad, I, I, I marvel at everything. So nothing, I'm with her, nothing surprises me. That dude, he, he can make chicken salad, you know, turn into chicken you-know-what, and vice versa. Whatever he wants to do. So there you go. James, you good with that? You, you're leaning back in your chair. No, like, if you break Taylor's heart, I, I mean... I'll fight you. Uh, Seriously. Well, you're going to have not not just Rachel. Oh, well, and then imagine all the Swifties that would come after you guys. Like you guys, I mean, the defense ain't going to be able to handle that. I'm, I'm surprised by the defense. I don't know. Is this like, this is like some weird mind voodoo. You're like, Oh, we're better than I thought we were going to be. Even though we James and Leo Chanel find ourselves in every AFC championship. I know, I, I know most of the guys that play defense. You can't tell me that everyone thought that this defense was going to be as good as it's been. No, I frankly, I thought the offense kept, was going to be better they than kept, it's been. Kept, we could have that conversation. They won, they won week two against the Jaguars because of their defense. Right, not because of their offense. That's what I'm saying. We could have a conversation about how their offense isn't quite as good as we thought it should be. 
And we expect it. All I know is this, guys. We got to. And how Patrick gotta, Mahomes is no longer the best quarterback in the NFL because that's we, now two a tongue. We got a tie ball game now Stop. between Bengals and Rams, <laughs> six to six, uh, going into halftime. And the Bucks are trying to get back in this game. Ten oh three to go. Baker Mayfield just m- missed Mike Evans, and it would have been a tough catch and a tough throw in the left corner of the end zone. They are second in goal right now, but they are getting their doors blown off 25-3. to We're just looking for a backdoor cover plus six. This is not going well for the Baker resurgence. I said that it wasn't going to be as pretty with the Eagles D-line pressuring him, but I thought maybe, just maybe, Baker 14-22, 138 yards, no touchdowns, one interception. Mike Evans has 59 yards so far on the Amber, we put the kiss of death. On Baker Mayfield. Ooh, I know. It's like right when you start believing, right when you start believing, then the Philadelphia Eagles show up and they remind you what happens when you can actually get some pressure on the quarterback. Coming up next here on Amber and Ian, story time with Ian Fitzsimmons. It's our favorite time. Plus, we'll continue to keep you updated on these games. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Very important subject was just brought up off air. So I'm going to bring it up on air. Come on. A little peek behind the curtain. Come on. Because Ian Fitzsimmons asked right before we went on air, is the mustache back? We were talking, of course, about Travis Kelsey and maybe his new love interest, Taylor Swift. And so Travis Kelsey, one who rocks the mustache, not trying to Steele. jump to conclusions. James, I'm trying to give them some privacy here, Absolutely. even though they're clearly not asking for it because they're clearly parading around in front of, in front of the enti- entire world. The point is, he's got a mustache. And so Ian said, is the mustache back? And I said, I think it is. Our board op, well, Rachel, said, no, it's not. And James said, well, it's ironically back so it's not back and i'm like yeah but if it's ironic for everybody and everybody's doing it then it's just actually back well you had miles teller right playing rooster and maverick but he was rocking the stash in honor of his dad goose who died in top gun but he made it cool then so that's my point right he was a we've all tom Selleck is like he's the mount rushmore it's over like retire it i mean done yeah okay no one's ever gonna look as good as him with a mustache that's just he and the chief john martin right it's been radio legend i mean that's it those are the top two mustaches in broadcasting ever but you did have miles teller right come back with maverick in honor of goose and then since then you've seen it a little bit more the lip fur. Now, Fortinball shaved his because he's out of his, you know, eliminator team. But you have Kelsey now rocking the stash. A couple other guys, you know, Hollywood fame rock are rocking the stash. the stash. So is the stash back? No. Back. Rachel with an back. emphatic no. No. See, the thing Ironically. is, no, 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 no. The thing is, 
Only Miles Teller looks like Miles Teller. And if you try to look like Miles Teller, I don't care who you are, if you're not in the 0.1%, it's just you're not going to pull it off. Yeah, everyone looks bad with a mustache. So well, that's not you're true. Not, not you're everybody not like, looks bad. Except Miles Teller. Oh, and Tom nah. Selleck, Keith I Hernandez. Could off. I could go rally fingers on you in a heartbeat. Everyone, almost everyone looks terrible with a mustache, and they know it. Kelsey looks good with a mustache. I think Kelsey looks pretty good with it. I'll say it. He looks good. I think it looks pretty good. All right. Taylor thinks he Just a question off air. Is the stash back? And it turned into a show debate. All right. Well, America way in. <laughs> America way in. Let us know uh, at Ian Fitz ESPN. You can find me at Amber W Sports. It's one of our favorite segments here on Amber and Ian. Let's get to it. It's story time with Ian Fitzsimmons. Story time for Ian Fitzsimmons was not actually about mustaches, although you too have a mustache, but that doesn't count because you and James have mustaches, but you have mustaches that are connected to beards. It's still a mustache, though. I mean, you no, guys are looking beard. at me like I'm no, crazy. No, like, it's, no. It's still, James like, and I are going to... That part above your lip is a mustache. We will even push you back on that. It's a beard. And James's is majestic. Mine is JV compared to that. But, well, that's true. All right, so story time. JV compared uh, to James. Fly out on Thursday, last Thursday, to go to the Wasatch Front uh, for UCLA, Utah. Coaches meetings on, on Friday. Had a blast. Went up to Flanagan's uh, on Friday night in Park City. A remarkable place. The prime rib. Oh, my God, Magnum. Outstanding. Is that Flanagan's like the like we have Flanagan like Flanagan's is a very famous place in this South Florida. This is named Florida, after Father Flanagan, who's up for sainthood. Uh, uh, it's a long yeah. story. Yeah, but I mean, probably the owner, a different JK, place. Is an amazing human being. Uh, great spot. But anyway, come down Saturday morning uh, for, for kickoff. Uh, we go to the Park Cafe, crush breakfast, and then bam, let's go call a football game. Remarkable paint swapping, hard hitting. Ball game along the Wasatch Front. Sunscreen on my Irish butt right right before. Had to dab up. Didn't have any spray. Had to dab the bald spot, which is now about the size of a yarmulke, with the you know the the actual rub on sunscreen, which is embarrassing. Uh, but anyway, hey, fans got a kick out of it. Get done with that. Head to the airport. Red eye to which is delayed. How's a red eye delayed? Right. Head out to Pat's Jets. Had a blast. So we go from sun, I mean, beautiful weather, snow-capped mountains to rain nonstop. 20, 25 degree, I mean, 20, 25 mile an hour winds. I'm Jim Cantori, basically, for the entire broadcast. For Steve Levy and Mike Tannenbaum. Ugly, awful game, 15 to 10. Pat's win. But I caught up with one of the greatest special teamers of all time. He's going to Canton, Matthew Slater. Here's a conversation. Matthew, congratulations. Certain games are bigger in a 17-game season than others. How big was this one for you guys? I mean, look, this is a huge game for us. Uh, there's no way we wanted to go down 0-3. We know what that means for the prospects of our season. Obviously, we're playing a great opponent, a big-time rival of ours, so this is a huge win. A lot of fans, a lot of people out there, a lot of experts were saying Mac Jones isn't it last year. What do you have in your quarterback? Well, we got a tremendous player, a guy who's hungry to get better every week, a guy with a lot of humility, a guy who's willing to serve his team any way he can. And You know, it doesn't matter what people say about you. People will always have opinions, but we know what the truth is. What does this team have when it comes to a lot of people writing this team off? When, when you hear that, what's your message to them? Yeah, you just got to ignore that. I mean, that has no bearing on who we are. And what we're going to do, uh, we just had to answer the bell when, our, when the bell's rung, and we did that today. 
what keeps bringing you back after 16 years? Love of the game, being with my brothers. It's a blessing to still be doing it. I love that guy. And he had a smile on his face. And he, when I asked him about Mac Jones, he gave me a wink. They believe in that dude. And that guy, 16 years, six, six titles, put him in Canton. You sound much more positive about the overall experience than you sounded when you showed up for the show today. <laughs> I got home. Because you sounded exhausting. Because that is an exhausting schedule. <laughs> Q Myers, he also has an exhausting uh, schedule. Boy. He's coming up next.